Men be like, I would die for you. And they'll never be dying. Because all they do is lie. And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. And live from the 123rd block of Sesame Street, I'm Doyen. Um, okay. <laughs> that was very left field. It was very random. It's just what what came to my heart. And so here I am. <laughs> Listen, I am a Sesame Street kid. I am never going to be upset with Sesame Street. Listen, I've been counting like Count Dracula in my spare time. It's just time. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I randomly sing songs that I learned from Sesame Street. So it is always all right with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Doyen, what have you had going on this week and what are you drinking? What have I had going on? I started the show on, y'all know this is mostly my life. A, I finished the finale of Ted Lasso and then I was sad. Because I finished the finale and now I gotta wait for a whole nother season. <laughs> but I got into this show called Why Women Kill. It's on Paramount and it's really, really good. It has Lucy Liu. Wait, did you say why women kill or white women kill? Why women kill. Oh, <laughs> either way. <laughs> I mean, it is mostly white women killing. <laughs> no, no, actually. Because it's weird because it's like a parallel story. So there's a couple from like, I think the 30s or 40s, a couple from the 80s, and then a couple from like, we say like present day. I don't know what years, but a couple from present day is a black woman and a white husband. Uh, 80s couple is Lucy Liu, of course, and a white husband. And then the first couple is white. So, okay. white women killed, but also black and Asian. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, it's a really cute show so far. Um, unfortunately, I started watching it with my boyfriend, so I have to like wait <laughs> for him uh, to watch the rest of the episodes. I got to stop watching shows with him because then I got to yeah. watch him with him. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. <laughs> Otherwise, uh don't have a whole lot going on um i bought actually my boyfriend bought me a lemon plant <laughs> which i'm really okay. a lemon tree really excited about um i also bought a rubber plant and a big lavender plant but i think i told you about the lavender plant last week but yes. yeah so i got two more plants since the last time we talked <laughs> good i've always wanted a lemon plant um, I don't know why I don't have one. Yeah, it might actually fare well. Well, like a lemon tree might fare well for you in Mississippi because it's a little bit humid, more humid than it is here. So it may be okay over there. Well, I want one of the ones that are kind of small that are indoor. Like the, the fruit doesn't get really big and they, they're indoor. Um, Yeah, just so... I don't know if they actually make the place smell citrusy, but that's what I would want. Me too. I hope so. So yeah, <laughs> mine's in a bucket and it'll come indoors when it gets um, cold. But otherwise, it's fine. Fall has not. Yeah. Fall is trying to fall right now, but it has it a completely fail. <laughs> <It is. laughs> Alrighty. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you what I'm drinking. 
I actually got the idea while I was making this podcast episode because, of course, we're talking about stress. One thing that doesn't stress me out is lavender. So I made a lavender French 75 because you know what else we love on the podcast? French 75s. (laughs) Any variation. We love them all. Every variation. (laughs) Have not met a French 75 I didn't like. So did you make your own lavender syrup or? I actually had a little bit like this much left of lavender liqueur. Okay. Uh, And this much left as gin because I've been making lavender gin and tonics. Um, Mm. And so it was literally enough for one. And then after that, I'm just drinking sparkling wine. (laughs) You know what? That reminds me, I need to infuse some more gin. Mm -hmm. So um, I usually buy like, I mean, I don't get like cheap, cheap. But when I infuse gins, I try to get like beef eaters. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not as floral mm-hmm. or junipery as some of the others, so it can really take on the um. I was about to well, I, yeah, fragrance, but yeah. flavor of whatever mm-hmm. I'm infusing. So that reminded me that I need to get some more, yeah, so I can infuse some more. Bombay Sapphire too is really pliable for your gin cocktail okay. needs. <laughs> okay, good. I'll keep that in mind. All right, so what have you been up to, and what are you drinking? Um, so, same thing as far as um, what I've been doing, watching television. <laughs> I I started season two of Ted Lasso. I haven't finished it, but I did start it. Um, I've been watching Impeachment, um, Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky story. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. I don't know if you listen to Slow Burn. Mm-hmm. That's another podcast. I mean, I know Poor Life Decision is your favorite podcast, but if you ever find yourself wanting to listen to something a little more serious, Slow Burn is a really good podcast. They usually take um, like one, they take a, a moment in history and just break it down. And mm-hmm. so, or they take a person and uh, just break that down for you each season so they did do that whole scandal one season and this storytelling is a I mean they're sticking to the facts a lot if I'm not mistaken Monica Lewinsky is an EP on the show so I guess that's why yeah I was Um, listening to slow burn and of course I tried to talk to like my parent about it and she's like well or like, I was trying to talk to a lot of people and they're like, well, she should have did that with the president. I'm like, no, she's yeah. young. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, the <clears throat> fact that y'all dragged her and she was yeah. younger than me. <laughs> you can't, yeah, you can't, like, maybe, I don't know. I did try to talk to my, I did try to talk to my mom, not about Monica Lewinsky, but about Anita Hill. Mm-hmm. I did try to talk to my mom about that. And she was just kind of like, well, I mean, he was about to be a Supreme Court judge. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to talk about it. I was like, like, you know what? I don't want to talk about it. So it's just, you know what? It's a different generation. Mm -hmm. And I love you. And let's just not talk about things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I've learned not to go on my Monica rampage with a lot of people (laughs) because. But now most of my friends, well, you know what? 
Mm-mm. No, they don't. Because I've learned which friends to bring these types of things up with. <laughs> so that's why most of my friends do agree with me. Yes. <laughs> it's because I've learned. And the thing about but, it is, um, especially for me, like all this happened when I was fairly young didn't know what anything was so i i am able to see it with fresh eyes without very much prejudice and i'm just like what the fuck (laughs) y'all well i was in high school was i in high school or middle school one of them and i i think i was in middle i can't remember whether whether this was his first or second term but anywho i do remember being like well i mean it's no big deal. I mean, I I didn't look at her like she was a bad person, mm-hmm. but I do remember I do remember that I did not look at him like he did this to her. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And it wasn't until later in life that I started to think even before Slow Burn came out, just more and more I thought about how he got to move on and her life has never been the same. Her Everybody know her name. Everybody know Monica Lewinsky. Mm -hmm. And it has a negative connotation to it. Yeah. And like, she stuck. He got to move on and do great things. And she stuck. Mm -hmm. And like, I just... And same thing with Anita Hill. I was was small when that happened. Like, I was a little... Design and women was still coming on TV. (laughs) (laughs) So that was like in the mid to late 80s. Like, I was a little girl. Mm Mm-hmm. But I remember hearing the adults around me talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing them say things like, she don't need to mess with that black man job and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And as a little girl, I remember thinking, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but as I grew up, I remember just thinking, that was so foul. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so when you grow you do better. Yeah. And, and when you learn better, you do better. Yeah. And, and I, I think, think sometimes some people just don't want to, um, people don't want to reflect and sometimes they don't want to check themselves because they don't want to acknowledge they were wrong, but it's okay mm-hmm. to have been wrong and move on and be better. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing with Anita was, of course I definitely wasn't around for all of that. Not throwing shade. But, or if I was, I was barely around. Anyways, but I am able to see things with, like, kind of what we consider, you know, bad as a society today. So, like, coercion is really huge and it's a really big issue. And so I'm able to call it a spade a spade. But I know back then, coercion wasn't that. Like, nobody was talking about coercion. And right. so it is like, I think our mindsets are able to like adapt in a way that our parents weren't, you know? Cause I, and I still like when I, <laughs> like you said, there's still adults that oh, I'm saying adults, like I'm not an adult, <laughs> but you know, real adults, <laughs> adults. I don't know her. <laughs> like, like, you know, my aunts and things like that. And my granny, even I, I distinctly remember my granny being like talking about Monica Lewinsky and being like, she was just flouncing around him. And you know, she was just parading around him and stuff like that. And I'm like, um, but 
<laughs> I don't. <laughs> and even and even though we are not going to start talking about Hillary because that is a totally different conversation, mm-hmm. but that is one area where she has disappointed me greatly. Because mm-hmm. listen, that's your husband. You don't have to come out and say, fuck him, he was awful, X, Y, and Z. But you also don't have to, as a woman, you don't have to hang her out to dry either Mm -hmm. because she was a young girl. That power dynamic, I mean, this is the fucking president of the United States. Mm -hmm. Like, come on. So, you know, anywho. Yeah. I always always recommend the Sex with Presidents book so you can see how so many of our presidents were whores. <laughs> oh, they, I mean, I, I, not not to give anybody an excuse, but like when you have that kind of power, I expect it. I just, mm-hmm. I just expect it. Not if, you, not if you my man, though. So. Yeah. Okay. Michelle was not playing with that. <laughs> no, I'm <wearing>. not, <laughs> not playing. <laughs> so um, tonight I am drinking the Copper Canyon is the name of the drink and it is a moscow mule in a can Mm. so this is going to be my first taste gonna Mm. a live preview a live preview so let's check it out it's got that bite okay i was really (laughs) worried about your face i was like no not the absinthe again (laughs) it's 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 good Mm -hmm. and it's got that ginger bite yeah, I would have um, said open it up, let it fizz a little bit. <laughs> it 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 didn't really fizz. It's not really fizzy. Got it. Um, so that's a downside. It's kind of flat, mm. but um, it says that on the can it says there are three shots of vodka in each can. Mm. So yeah, it's vodka, ginger beer, and lime juice. Yeah, I just saw it. Um. I actually, I actually went to, I was going to make another drink for tonight and I went to the liquor store to get ginger beer because I find the best ginger beer at the liquor store. And I saw this and I was like, well, let me give this a try. So here we are. It's a Monday, Tuesday. Easy as good. <laughs> it is. And um, also, I have to tell you, you mentioned fall. This weekend, we had a taste of fall weather, and that just brought me so much joy. It's warmer today, so, you know, so much for that, but I enjoyed the cool weather and <laughs> getting to sit outside and reflect. <laughs> yeah, the weather was nice when we locked ourselves out yesterday. Oh, wow. <laughs> Fun, good At times. least it wasn't hot. I still got bit by like six mosquitoes. But, or probably oh, wow. one mosquito six times. But it was fine. The weather was great. Uh, <laughs> oh, not fun. Not fun. Alrighty. You want to go ahead and move on to our current events? Let's do it. Alrighty. So first up, I know everybody's wondering, now that Brittany is freed, what is she going to do next? First of all, she told us she's not performing anymore. And we're like, yeah, sis. No more performances. Um, but she says she's going to write a book about murder. And I'm like, Brittany, don't tempt me with a good time. You know I love murder books. <laughs> <laughs> so the writer, which I know she's so proud of her 
herself for writing this, but she's like, Britney knows how to write a killer pop song. But now the singer says she's putting her writing talents to work by penning a novel about a girl who is murdered. And of course, there's a lot of Britney puns and phrases in here. But I was like, this is a story of a girl. <laughs> so, um, it's interesting because she everybody's like okay yes queen please give us this book um and they actually started helping her to write the book <laughs> and i'm like i mean Brittany, like the, the things are there all you have to do is just you know pick it up and go your fans wrote the book for you <laughs> some of the things she was saying like what the book would be about I'm like, okay, that I, I can see it, but I could also see it like I could see it going really well and I could see it also getting really cheesy. So yeah. get a ghostwriter. <laughs> <laughs> have someone have someone workshop this with you. Yeah. I just I'll buy it anyways. I buy books all the time by people I know. And I don't read them. So I will buy it anyway, just so she can have her coin and will not read it. <laughs> I buy books by people I don't know and don't read them. Like, I still haven't finished Michelle's book, but it's long. Me <laughs> I, I have her book and I have the Audible and I haven't finished it. I haven't started it. <laughs> I, I have the Audible. It. I may be halfway through. And I got, I don't know why I got Barack's because I knew I wasn't going to listen to it. I have Barack's book. <laughs> Which one? His latest. I think it's like 22 hours or something like that. I'm like, that's almost a whole day, Barack. No, the on, um, I have Dreams of My Father or something like that. Oh, and no. I never read it. It was one of his <laughs> earlier books. This was before he was president. Yeah. Um, this one was like, I think it was about his time in the White House. But it's so long and I'm like... <laughs> I would like I might read that I would like to read about his time in the White House I'm sure it's nice I'm not going to but I gave him his coin <laughs> so um, next up uh, Good Sis Black China says she has a word for y'all she said get the vaccine dead ass so um, again I don't know what it is about writers today, but they must be really proud of themselves. They're like, forget Dr. Fauci. It looks like Black China is doing what needs to be done when it comes to encouraging others to get the vaccine. No, but <laughs> uh, she was caught going off on fans. Um, nobody in particular over the weekend in the middle of a terminal in Miami. We don't know why she started ranting, but she was like, get the vaccine, please save your grandparents um i'm just gonna say that so watching the little video clip it is clear that she is like inebriated in some kind of way mm -hmm. she's either high or i'm gonna say she high mm -hmm. i mean she might be drunk but i'm gonna say she high yeah and i <laughs> I mean, everything she was saying was facts on facts on facts. Okay, right. so <laughs> let's not let's not let that you know deter us from listening to what she was saying. But 
I got a little perturbed with her security because it was clear she was hot. And I'm like, why don't y'all move her along? Right. Like, no. She even started talking about the tetanus shot. And I was like, thank you, sis, because I do need to get it next year. Thank you for reminding me. (laughs) Because she she was like, just like you go get a tetanus shot when you need it. Go get this one. Just like you got to get your kids, they shots to enroll them in school. Mm -hmm. Go get this one. I mean, she was giving examples Mm -hmm. and pretty much being like, this is not anything new. We have to get shots for all kinds of things. Yeah. Why are we acting like getting shots is new? So, Miss Tina had posted about something about somebody who did get the COVID shot and was one of those like big people about not doing it. Then they got COVID and they're recovering or something like that. It was like a feel-good story. But she was like, I know a lot of y'all are going to fill my comments with misinformation. So my dumb ass goes to the comments. And I'm just like. Girl. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm -mm. I just like, my word. People are talking about it's supposed to be like mind control. (laughs) Like. I mean, I am really not trying to be funny. I'm really not. But who are you to where the government wants to control your mind? Right. Who are you? Right. Who are you? (laughs) I just... um... He wasn't even using, like, punctuation. And you think the government... I want them to control your mind and add some punctuation. (laughs) Like, what? I was just like, I read that one. And I was like, let me get out of her comments because this is straight foolishness. I don't do com- I mean, I try my best to stay out of comments. <laughs> Unless, like, the only time I go to comments is if something is said and, like, I don't really know what they're talking about. So I'll mm-hmm. go to the comments because uh, yeah, somebody's, yeah, somebody there will put me on. But otherwise, I stay out of comments. Mm-hmm. I chose violence with my brain that day and my brain said, no, girl, go sit down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I know, with, especially with the news of the social media influencer that went missing, everybody was like, hey, Black girls are missing all the time, and we don't do anything about it. So, Minnesota actually became the first state to create a task force on missing and murdered black women and girls. Let's give them a round of applause. So, uh, Representative Ruth Richardson um, is set out to change it. She said, we do not get the attention they deserve. Um, In June, it was reported reported that Minnesota was going to become the first state. Uh, there are currently 64,000 black women and girls missing in the United States. So the bill created a task force that was unanimously approved and became law on September the 20th. So, yes, cheers and more cheers. Um, they are putting funding towards it. So 100000 the first year and 50000 the second year are to implement the task force. But it is a one-time appropriation. But... Some progress it needs to be celebrated. I know yeah. <laughs> every all fifty states should be doing this, but you know, we got one state and it's a twelve person panel and it's made up of representatives from courts, law enforcement, and victims advocacy groups, and they will be providing policy recommendations by twenty twenty two, December twenty twenty two. So 
Huge. And hopefully, you know, hopefully some other states will follow suit. Mm-hmm. Lastly, I will just leave this with a quote from Ruth Richardson, Representative Ruth Richardson. She said, we have to consider root causes of historical trauma, systemic racism, sexism, sexual objectification of Black women and girls, and the vulnerabilities that poverty, homelessness, child welfare disparities, disparities, domestic violence, sex trafficking, and fear of law enforcement create. And that is a word. (laughs) Because as a Black person, as a Black woman in America, we have to consider so much that has happened to us and the reasons why these things happen. So I was like, yeah. oof. <laughs> yep. But, um, cheers to Minnesota. Y'all do some dope stuff. And I look forward mm-hmm. to seeing the exciting things they come up with. Another Black first. Um, this is probably a little bit more trivial. Um, the first All-Black Alliance in Big Brother history and they got to the finals and I was so excited. So of course they had a photo shoot and I was just like, yes, I love this. And the funny thing about Big Brother is I never watch it live, but when they do exciting things like this, now I'm like, oh shit, let me go watch it. Like when um, Tamar won, I had to go watch because <laughs> I was like, how did Tamar win? But there's a six person alliance of all black people and they strategize to get themselves into the finalists and that just makes me really excited so i'll definitely go back and watch this episode i mean this season yeah i've never watched big brother ever (laughs) um and i was so excited when Mm -hmm. i heard this news because so and correct me if i'm wrong but tamar won like a celebrity big brother right yeah so this guy is the first to win a regular black big brother right mm-hmm. oh he's the first black person to win regular big brother right? yeah but their alliance was all black and they were able right. to get them as finalists right i just wanted to point out that he was the first black person to win and that they formed this alliance to be sure that they got somebody black to win mm-hmm. and i love when we do this yes like i love when we do this <laughs> We did the same thing. Um, well, actually, it was before I before I got to school. Um, that was how we got our first Black homecoming queen. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just love when we... I, and they get so mad. <laughs> they get so mad. <laughs> but, you know, you can't be mad because we figured out the system and figured out a workaround. Like, you can't get mad. We use and the I systems the, that they use and they get mad. <laughs> I I love how they talked about they decided from day one, like, we are not going to be against each other. Mm-hmm. We are not going to vote against each other at all until we get to the end and it's just us. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. I love that. Yes, that was, like I said, I will go back and watch it. Um, Alliances are cool. Usually, um, the alliances tend to be pretty homogenous. So usually it's like the women against the men until, you know, it gets to a certain point and then that breaks apart. But I was just like, I was elated that we had our first all-black alliance and they called themselves the cookout. I just, 
So um, they had a really cute photo shoot and I was just like, I love it all. I love every single piece of this. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. So um, next up, I really don't want to talk about Dave Chappelle and all his foolishness because he is, I don't know. I don't care. Um, <laughs> like he just, he thrives off of just getting in the news for being offensive and I don't care. But you know, and you know what? I feel the exact same way. I don't even care. Yeah. Like I don't I don't even know what the big hoopla is about. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. And I, that's what I did. No <laughs> nobody nobody is like people are hollering about can't nobody's trying to cancel him. We don't care. We yeah. ain't watching or you watch if you want to. We don't care. Right. But Miss Madonna did the work that nobody asked her to do. Well, her rubber neck. <laughs> so she called Dave Chappelle the next James Baldwin. And this was during her tour documentary that made her own fans pause. Like, what? <laughs> um, he apparently... I don't even want to do this. Um, yeah, so that's all I wanted to say. I don't want to say anything about what Dave Chappelle's doing because I don't want to talk about it but i was just like madonna james baldwin has she read james baldwin (laughs) well the the thing about it is was what makes her a cis white woman what gives her the gall to call him james baldwin do you know who james baldwin is and the irony in that being that James Baldwin is was a prolific writer and a member of the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about, ma'am? Like, yeah. ma'am, go sit down somewhere. Like, go sit down somewhere. I Madonna just irks the living bejesus out of me. Like, she just, ugh. It's, yeah, most of the things she does has made me, like, revised for at least a decade. If and I have, and I grew up as a little girl loving Madonna because my mom loved Madonna. Mm-hmm. And so as a little girl, I, because she was, you know, edgy and racy and, you know, and so I loved Madonna. And now it's like, I look at her with just pity. Because <laughs> she also <laughs> is doing this for attention. <laughs> she does everything for attention. And it's like, girl, go sit down. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, yeah. I think before Twitter, we didn't have to know these uh, celebrities so intimately. And ever since then, it's been wrong. <laughs> yep. All righty. So lastly, we're going to talk about um, Florida Man. But in a podcast first we're going to follow up on a florida man that we talked about previously so our good friend the gator catcher happens to also he do got an alligator (laughs) and he do got a large snake (laughs) so there's also social media um footage of him wrangling a large snake with the help of a blanket or a towel He's like, damn snakes in the house and crash. And I just want to know, do we got a girlfriend? Because I need somebody who could just like, you know, <laughs> take care of wildlife <laughs> for me. <laughs> Did I tell you about the time Candace and I thought that there was a snake? <laughs> we thought it was a snake in our driveway when we were roommates. 
know, but I'm, I already know this is some hysterical <laughs> shit. <laughs> we, ran, we ran around the back of the house and like jumped in the car. I can't remember whether it was her car or my car, but we both got in the car and we were going to run over it in the car. <laughs> it turned out it was a stick. But <laughs> 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 you should have seen the hysterics. Like we had a plan and we were. <laughs> oh my God. It was so hilarious. I totally get that because my mom and I had a standoff with a spider for a good 30 minutes and it was a spider ring. <laughs> see? 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 But he see? does say that he he launched a GoFundMe to further his potential new career as a reptile wrangler. And apparently yeah. he has a wife. So I don't know. Maybe he has friends that can like catch things for me. I don't know. I don't like animals. <laughs> I don't want him to get hurt. I I would yeah. I think he should probably like they mentioned him pursuing a career like with the, you know, with the city mm-hmm. or you know, I I want him to pursue a career where he can get the proper training cuz yeah. I don't want him to get hurt. Yeah. Maybe go work at a zoo. He'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. He's in Philly. He's a drive away from the gorillas that be hunching. He can't handle that. I hear um I hear they're gonna do a part two of Tiger King. So maybe he can I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just remember old dude had a whole limo waiting for Trump to pardon him and Trump was like, nah. No. No. I'm good. Bless you know heart. who needs my pardon? <laughs> Wayne. <laughs> Call that black. <laughs> Let me get these niggas out. <laughs> Which I did see an article. I did click on it, but then Kodak Black was like, I don't want to be famous anymore. I'm like, good, because you're not famous in my brain. But enjoy. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Anyways. Yeah, okay. but I don't want him to get hurt yeah. going after these animals. Yeah. Be safe. Be safe. Alrighty, we're gonna take a real quick break and we'll be right back. Alright. You need to do anything? Nope, just refilling my champagne. Well, and by champagne, I mean Andre. <laughs> this pack's a little punch. Right. I was like, you're already coughing and you're going to be choking on the podcast. Anyways. <laughs> it packs a little punch. It's not that first sip had a bite, but after that, it's not as gingery. It's really like vodka and lime. It's mostly what I'm tasting now. Oh, interesting. I do like a vodka soda sometimes. Or a martini Ooh. when I'm being cheap. Anyways. <laughs> All right. We can go ahead and get started. <laughs> All right, and we are back, and it's time for our Someone Something. Someone Something. All righty, so um, we're going to talk about good sis Tiffany Haddish and the best financial advice she's ever received. Chris, do you have an empty notebook? I have a dozen. Me too. This is going to be great for our things. So, of course, <laughs> she talks about, you know... 
when it came down to finances, of course, we all kind of, many of us got into the whole of credit card debt where we would swipe things with no plan to pay it back. And then we ended up deeply in the hole of credit card debt. So, um, of course, she urges people not to spend more than what you got. And she learned that the hard way. But she also told us about some advice that she got from an older person. And it said, if you spend money, write it down. Every time you spend some money, write it down. And then you'll be like, oh, wait. And so the idea of like actively (laughs) writing down every single time I spend money I feel like it's going to stop me from like wanting to spend it because then I have to write it down. (laughs) I think those of us who have used mint in the past. Yeah. But again, it is, this is more like active thought. So you, you spend that money and then you write it down immediately after. What I took (laughs) from it was, So I think we're taking two different things, which Mm -hmm. is great. I wasn't necessarily taking from it just the act of writing it down. But to me, it was when you write down everything you spend, it makes you actually see Mm -hmm. how much you spend because you don't always think about it. Just like when you keep a food journal, like I literally would not eat things. So I wouldn't have to write it down and look at it and see what I actually ate that day. Yeah. So that's why I was like... (laughs) I've had that feeling with mint when I realized, ooh, I really spent that much. Like, I didn't even realize I was spending that much in a day. Yeah. I think my thing is I also am good at ignoring my apps when they're like, hey, let's go see how much you spent. <laughs> so that's where I like, I need a notebook and I need to write down, okay, on this day, I didn't think I spent that much money, but this is all I spent. And so. Well, that's why I turned off all the alerts. See? <laughs> but if you write it down on a piece of paper. I'm just not, not going to write it down. <laughs> I'm not, not going to write it down. <laughs> okay, so this probably will be a polite decision. We're going to go back to this later, but I just want to go ahead. We probably do. We probably really do. <laughs> I want to go ahead and at least give the idea. Let's just, you know, try it out for a week. Write down everything you spend money on and see where you could not. We shall see. <laughs> Chris is not making eye contact. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on to our poor life decision. <laughs> <laughs> poor life decision. All right. I don't know about y'all. Have y'all ever been stressed at work before? Of course not. <laughs> it is all daisies, sunshine. Let me tell you, I've had the best last few days of work. I didn't work all day today. Are you kidding me? No. It's been perfect. I I did turn off my computer at 545. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's face it. Stress in the workplace is inevitable and unavoidable. Inevitable? (laughs) Inevitable. (laughs) English is not my first language. (laughs) Um, yes, that's my excuse all the time. You were born here, (laughs) ma'am. Yes, it is. I am bilingual and I can claim my first language because you don't know and I don't know. (laughs) You were born here. 
Alcohol is just getting the best of you tonight. Fine. <sighs> Whether it's due to the nature of the job, your work environment, the people you work with, or the at-home issues that trickle into the office, we've all had to deal with it one way or the other. Another thing I'm going to say that's not in this podcast is there is a ridiculous emphasis on productivity that our parents didn't have to deal with. Our parents went home at five o'clock and nobody talked to them until the next morning. They went on vacation. Nobody talked to them whatsoever. And they were able to vacate and not come back to a flurry of emails because they barely had emails. (laughs) But this is a new day. And um, in the time of industrial revolution it's all about productivity 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 it worked well when it came to not it worked okay but it came to like you know production lines it's a little bit harder when all the production is your brain so that's and you my... know what i don't think our parents get that mm-hmm. i know my dad doesn't get that because he's like well you're in an office and you do this, 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 and I'm like, nigga, I'm tired. Right. My brain is freaking tired. Like, mm-hmm. that is freaking exhaust. That is exhaust. Like, ugh. Continue. Especially <laughs> right now, like, with me working at home, people are like, but you work from home. I'm like, but I'm working my ass off at home. I barely I was have way time more, to eat. <laughs> I was way more productive when... I was working at home. Mm-hmm. Even even though when we were sheltering at home, even though I was taking a nap in the middle of the day every day, mm-hmm. I was still far more productive. Yeah. I mean, I was just getting more done at home. I didn't have any interruptions. I wasn't stopping to go talk to people. You know, I, I just got more done. I mean, yeah. yes, I was running the dishwasher or I might stop and cook, but, but I still was getting more done. Yeah. No, today I was pretending I was intermittent fasting. I didn't eat till two o'clock because I didn't have time. I had meetings and was trying to work through everything that I didn't do yesterday because I was off. So I'm just like, a lot of people are like, oh, you're working from home. You're not doing anything. I'm like, I am doing too much. I am, yeah. And and respect my time. Right. don't Don't think you can ask me to do things because... Because I'm working from home or like me, because I, I thankfully have a position where it's really flexible. I can come mm-hmm. and go as I want or whatever. Respect my time. Mm-hmm. I am at work. And um, I'm supposed to start intermittent fasting Monday. My weight loss coach said, let's start Monday because Mondays are the best days to start. And I was like, girl, you're right. Let's do it together. Let's see how it goes. Okay. Okay. As women, we do take on additional stresses on top of the usual because why not? And if we're not careful, too much stress and bad habits of suppression or coping can negatively affect our livelihood, our health, and definitely our sanity. Coping. (laughs) Coping. I'm showing, I'm showing, we're showing our alcohol for how we cope. Yeah. And suppress. coping. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, we're sharing, you know, the dangers of stress, so we won't get into research today, and we do. And weight gain is gross. Anyways, um, here's a quick and smart guide on how to reduce stress at work one step at a time. This one, I don't 
condone, but they have it here, so I have to read it. Add a fun, active exercise to your workday routine. <laughs> and they have a picture of a woman running. I was like, that's not a fun exercise. <laughs> but we also talk about dancing, doing a wobble. It is maybe a three-minute song. It feels like five minutes based on your, you know, fitness. <laughs> But it's a great way to increase endorphins and boost your mood. Which, by the way, Sunday, I did a hustle and flow class. So it's 45 minutes of spin and 45 minutes of yoga. And that was the first time I actually felt a serotonin boost from a workout. Oh, wow. (laughs) I was like, this is gross. And yesterday, my thighs hurt very badly from the spin part. But I did a lot more like standing up because the saddle was so uncomfortable (laughs) i'm still a little bit sore but um it's weird they're actually it does push your mood it's weird (laughs) so let me tell you what i've been contemplating because i've been reading a lot about this online so of course i've been contemplating getting a peloton but i just can't commit to it yet Mm -hmm. so i do have the app and i do pay for the app or whatever Mm -hmm. the classes on the app I've been seeing a lot of people do the bike classes, but they do it on an elliptical machine. Mm-hmm. And I've been, so I think I might buy an elliptical machine because I feel like I can commit to that more than I can a bike. Yeah. So I think I might do that. And um, I can see that. Yeah, I have a friend I, that bought a bike that was cheaper and they signed up with Apple Fitness and does his bike classes on that. Yeah. Well, I had actually pretty much talked myself out of buying a Peloton anyway, mm-hmm. the actual bike. I was, but the, but, but, but the other bike I was looking at wasn't that much cheaper. Yeah. Um, I was looking at the Echelon or the Mix and they're not that much cheaper, mm-hmm. but I just don't want a bike. I don't, I don't want a bike. Um, but I think I might look at an elliptical. I do like ellipticals. I do too. And I feel like I'll do it. I'm not going to do a bike because listen. For those of you who don't know me in person, <laughs> to quote Nicki Minaj, I got a big fat ass, okay? And I don't want to hurt my butt on the on the bike. Like, I don't want to hurt my butt on the bike. Yeah. So, I could commit to an elliptical, though. And I like the elliptical. So, I think that's what I might do. Yeah, so they also mentioned bike, skates, mini trampolines, which is not bad, a mini boxing bag, or a jump rope to use during a break. Fun fact, I don't know how to jump rope. <laughs> I don't know why. Do I you don't. not? I don't. <laughs> I thought I was bad because I don't know how to double dutch. No, I just, But I, the coordination... I mean, jumping up to miss the rope is just, it's never been a thing for me. I have never been able to do it. <laughs> I so want to take you and teach you how to jump rope. Aww. Yeah, struggle. But basically, they, s- go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> they say, you don't, I know, just pray for me. Put me on your sick and shut in, y'all. I don't know how to jump rope. But it's um, okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you don't have to break a sweat. You don't even have to use your whole lunch break. But getting in those 15 minutes can mean the difference between Zen and a disciplinary warning for reading that annoying narcissistic Karen for the fifth time. It said co worker, but I like the word Karen better. 
<laughs> so next up, use technology to automate, get organized, and save time. I will say, do not be like me and download every productivity app that Instagram recommends for you because you gotta stick to one. <laughs> I haven't yet, but you gotta stick to one. But there are a lot of things that you can use to automate tedious tasks like um, email responses, to-do lists, presentations, even food delivery and self-care appointments. At Poor Life Decision, we are great users of food delivery, <laughs> both groceries or ready-made food. We love it. <laughs> I was I was just telling Dorian, I literally have to cook for every day the rest of this month because I have DoorDashed and um, waitered entirely too much the last <laughs> few months. And, and I've also had other um, emergency expenses. And I've just spent too much money, though, eating mm. out. And I just, I can't keep doing it. Yeah. But even like, of course, we, like I said, I, I love Hungry Root. It really grocery shops for me to the point where like, I only shop if I have like a very specific recipe in time, in mind. But yeah. like, I have a lot of food. Like I was, today I made a wrap with turkey and lettuce and I opened up like my bottom drawer. I had like three things of spinach and I was like, where, where did this all come from? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, the plus side to Hungry Root, because honestly, for me anyway, any of the boxes, all of the boxes took out grocery shopping for me. But the thing with Hungry Root was it's so quick. Like I don't have to do all that chopping. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do all that zesting and peeling and, and pressing and all that. Like it is quick. And so I'm more apt to do it. So yeah, yeah. so far I like it. And they give you whole groceries. So like sometimes it'd be like, a burger and they'd give me like two patties but they gave me a whole pack of sandwich things yeah. and I'm like well we'll yeah. figure out something else to do with the rest of these because I'm gonna <laughs> make I'm gonna make tacos out of leftovers all those tortillas <laughs> they gave me <laughs> yes I, and and leftover um ground chicken I'm gonna make tacos tonight yeah off of leftovers from another recipe that they that they gave me so yeah <laughs> and the meat and and listen now now listen now y'all listen listen you know I don't I don't always trust pre-seasoned meat because you know other people don't always know how to season they meat mm-hmm. But the hungry root meat has been seasoned fairly well. Now I yeah. did have some chicken that was pre-seasoned, but I don't really know how well they seasoned it because I also had some coconut curry that mm-hmm. went with it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the curry kind of did the work. Yeah, but the chicken so was far, okay. So seasoned. Um, sometimes they were like season your veggies with salt and pepper. I'm like, you people did oh, salt and pepper. I add, add no. some garlic powder. <laughs> I, I, yes, because with, the, with that broccoli, they were like seasoned with salt and pepper to steam the broccoli. No, I I pressed some fresh garlic into that <laughs> broccoli because I love steamed broccoli, but mm-hmm. I'm going to press some fresh garlic. I'm going to press some fresh garlic <laughs> in any veggies just about. Beach. like. <laughs> I'm going to press some fresh garlic. (laughs) 
Okay. So, anyways, they said that seventy-two percent of people who have low stress said they have access to tech that allows them to work productively, and sixty-four percent believe that automation helps reduce workload and stress. So, automate what you can. Yeah. Next up, um, this is one thing I do need to do. A lot of times, I wake up make coffee, brush my teeth, and go to work. Um, But make prayer or meditation a deliberate part of your day. Um, We are not robots, so I think it's very important for us to spend some time being introspective and connecting to a higher power. So this practice doesn't need to be limited to your home, bedtime routine, emergency response, or the day you choose to dedicate self-care. A lot of times, sometimes when I have a commute, that's when I talk to God and I listen to gospel music. I don't close my eyes because I'm driving and nobody wants me please, to close my eyes. Please. <laughs> but, you know, prayer doesn't have... I There's nowhere in the Bible where it says close your eyes. I understand why we close our eyes in church because it can be distracting to be looking at stuff. But you're okay if you don't close your eyes. But... Um, I do want to point out that, you know, meditating is simply the act of being present and... We come back to that so many times in so many of our poor life decisions where we're talking about how to better ourselves. We're constantly talking about being present, meditating, prayer. Like we talk about that so much. Mm -hmm. So beyond the spiritual and mental benefits of doing this daily at work, let's get into the science. They have found that prayer and meditation can be calming. It can increase your focus and up those feelings of emotional support. So again, it is about being present with yourself. So sometimes like when I start to stress out, I'm like, I haven't finished a task in like three hours. You know, sometimes it's like, okay, cool. Be present, write down a list if need be of what you have to work on, leave it there. Check in on your body parts and see where you're holding tension, calm breathe i don't breathe long like chris but i do breathe (laughs) and then i can go back to that list and work on create a tactical plan once the the fuzz of the emotions and the stress goes away also they talk about several you can breathe a prayer or several affirmations at your desk i'm a big fan of this post-it note affirmations i keep it all around my monitors and it's a really great way to just, you know, again, when you start to have a little chaos in your head and you're like, I don't know where to go, you can look at this one thing that says, you got this. Meditate on that and then you can move on. Yep. This next one is hard when you're from the South. But uh, next one is carpool, get a ride, or take public transportation. Yeah. I think this is for people that are not in the South. But anyway, they say, again, we see that side eye. Pick up your lip and hear us out. Beyond the environmental and monetary savings, letting someone else take over the driving during your morning and evening commutes has its perks. If you're not into the idea of taking a bus or train right now, because germs and COVID, treat yourself at least once per month to an Uber or Lyft ride or find a coworker, family member, or friend in alternate days to drive. And so I understand the benefit of this. You can like read and kind of do something calming on the way to work. I also understand if you're not able to do this, if you're in the South and everybody needs a car. 
maybe two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, when I was in grad school, I did carpool some. Um and you know, it does help not just not to have to drive and mm-hmm. like traffic wasn't an issue, but it's like just not having to drive. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't studying or doing anything productive or even sleeping or anything like that i was normally talking to the driver because i i try not to sleep if i'm the only one in the car with the driver mm-hmm. but um yeah it does help to you know kind of decompress although long drives help me decompress anyway so there's that yeah um next up partner up get a coach or delegate Sometimes stress can be connected to taking a do-it-all or approach to everything. I will start with this. Chris, do you sometimes take a do-it-all approach when you have people you can delegate to? I feel attacked. (laughs) Here's where a partner comes in. Find ways to either delegate tasks or partner with someone to take on half the load. Um, I've recently had a coworker who likes to delegate a lot of things to me, which made me feel energized to delegate things that are not in my bucket to other people. Because I'm like, <laughs> he should be doing his work, but he is trying to make it my job and my problem. So I need to learn how to make it somebody else's job and somebody else's problem. <laughs> So, you can advocate for yourself by engaging with others and finding out strengths and skills that can be exchanged or bartered. If that's not an option you use, I hate when people say, I think it's because my grad school professor said, never use use when you can say utilize. (laughs) I mean, never use utilize when you can just say use. It's just a simpler word. Um, Use the resources provided by your HR department. Talk with a mentor about ways to cope with the stresses or major experiences like a work deadline or staff change or a type of coach or therapist to help you pinpoint workplace stress triggers and ways to reduce, rebound, or eliminate them. That was a lot of work. That was a big sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. uh, So so I recently... um, hired a consultant at work to come in and help me um, prepare for an upcoming audit. I know it's like I'm always in the middle of an audit. Mm -hmm. And actually, I used to work for her Mm -hmm. um, a long time ago. And that was something that she like, every time she comes, she takes me out to lunch and you know, pays because I'm paying her to work for me. So she pays for lunch. Mm -hmm. But anywho, um, during lunch, she, she really got on to me about delegating. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you have to delegate. You mm-hmm. cannot do it all. You have to give it up. And I'm like, I get it. I know this. But they ain't going to do it right. And if I have to check up behind you, mm-hmm. I feel like I might as well do it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no. You're going to have to. You're going to have to teach them how to do it and then give it to them. And so, and that, and that is just one scenario because 
honestly, there are plenty other things in my life that I could delegate to other people who would do just fine. Like, it's not an issue of them messing things up. Just give it to them and they'll be fine. Yeah. But, yeah. And sometimes it just takes, like, the forward work of teaching them how to do it right. And it does take a little bit of time. But then they should be good from there. Um, This is where my control issues come into place. Yeah, sometimes I'm just too lazy to lie. I'm like, I could stop what I'm doing and teach them how to do it right. Or I could just do it really quick. But in the long term, that doesn't serve me. (laughs) Yeah, I'm controlling. Yeah, (laughs) I get it. Um, But also, like, also one of my leaders is like a global level leader in my company. And so seeing her struggle with the same thing is like, okay, if I want to level up, I need to get better at being able to empower other people to do that lower level work so I can work on higher level things. Yeah. And, and my consultant pointed that out to me. She was like, you know, you remember how I would give things to you because I saw that you had this potential. I saw what you could be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I voiced to her what I wanted to be and do. She was like, you've got people like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that was, a, but that was another thing too. I was like, well, but there were times too when I felt like, well, goddamn, she giving me everything. Right. <laughs> so, but yeah, it, it, you do, you, you have to delegate. You can't do it all. I recognize for me that it is a control thing. Yeah. It used to make me angry when people would tell me that I had control issues because in my mind, that was like, I was trying to control another person. And mm-hmm. I'm like, but I, I'm, I don't do that. I don't try to control anybody. You control the outcome. <laughs> I try to control the outcome. Exactly. So, yeah, but it, we can't do it all. We have to delegate. You can't run yourself ragged. Like, just, that's just asking for more stress when you don't have to. And I'm telling you, the best way to do it is you teach them how to do it. You praise the hell yeah. out of them. And then they want to work harder for you every single time. That's what my leader yeah. does. And like... Yeah. She works me to the ground, but she's like, you're so great, Dwayne. You're so good at this. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to keep doing this shit for you. Like, I told you, like, if somebody was like, hey, you clean the window so good, I would clean the fuck out of a window. Like, you know, like, so there's, there's ways about it. And I think it is a very tactical thing we have to learn as women leaders. But I'm saying, the like, once she figure it out, the world is yours. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. So we're going to move along to our favorite part of the pod. The buy you a dream. So I think I buy this drink every time. I would like to buy a drink for braids. <laughs> <laughs> I think every time I get my hair braided, I buy a drink for braids. But braids, I just want to buy you a drink because you are so freaking convenient. Yes. <laughs> I can't thank you enough <laughs> <laughs> for being so convenient. Um, Yeah, 
I was still late to work this morning, but you know, it's all good. Yeah, that wasn't the reason. So <laughs> you? I'm going to buy a drink for the boyfriend because today is our anniversary. Oh! Of our it's first our date. Anniversary. Hey. Anniversary. Hey. And I only made plans to hold you. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. So uh this this first year was not without his rocks and tumbles, but we have made it. And we'll see how it goes in the future years. Listen, so. God bless you. It has been a long time since I've made it a year with somebody. <laughs> been a long time since i've made it a year with somebody Uh, so yeah like our first date was last indigenous people's day and it was a long date and so we're just claiming this is our anniversary and stuff it's great all right all right any any plans i don't know we'll probably go doordash something maybe okay today's a busy day but yeah, <laughs> we'll probably well, make plans this. on the weekend. I was I was just about to say you can do it this weekend. Yeah, yeah he's a great um, stepdad to Roxy. She <laughs> loves him. So I was about to say Roxy really took to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Delia. So why don't you tell people how they can talk to us? We're on the Instagram as Poor Life Decision, One Decision, because we're changing them one at a time. It is also the name of our Etsy page. Where you can go mm-hmm. buy a super awesome mug that says Poor Life Decision on the front. In the back, it says May Contain Alcohol. You can put your mm-hmm. alcohol in it, but your coworkers don't see it <laughs> on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, we also... Um, or on the Twitter as PLD Pod. Chris is keeping it lit with the American Horror Story tweets. I am afraid of the season, so it's going to be a minute before I watch it. <laughs> um, I think you could come in on this part of the season. So this is part two, and it's aliens. Huh? And so far, it's not spooky. Okay. They're just the pictures were spooky. That was my problem. The pictures, they scared me. <laughs> um... Funny enough, I think being with James, I've realized that scary movies are not as scary as they I thought they were. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that I'm gung-ho about seeing most scary movies still. Um, <laughs> even though I love really dumb slashers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like really unrealistic slashers. I'm like, yes, let's do this. So I'm like, let me see the red ketchup splatter on the walls. I don't know. Um, yeah, you can also email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com. Please share some things you want us to talk about. We're very happy to discuss and kind of help you get there with your poor life decisions. It is right. a journey in life, y'all. Like, I go back, I double back to different topics trying to figure out my life. I'm always back mm-hmm. on trying to figure out morning routines and sleep routines because both of them are messed up. <laughs> and mm. so it's okay if you had to circle back to an old episode and be like, okay, this is what I was supposed to do. And the two yes. weeks like you're back there like, this is what I was supposed to do. <laughs> yes, we are for the people, okay? Um, 
So please check out that Etsy shop. Now is the time. Start buying your Christmas gifts. Start buying your gifts for your secret Santa. You all know you have that, that your work BFF. Go ahead and start. Go ahead and get her that cute mug because you know, or your favorite auntie. You know that auntie who always say it's tea in her cup. That ain't tea. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and get a go ahead and get that <laughs> mug for your auntie. Also, I want to remind you guys to um, whatever platform you listen to us, perfect, fine, I love it. But make sure you go on Apple Podcast and rate us. Give us five stars. The others do not work. Leave us a wonderful review. Listen, I read them when I'm feeling down. It makes me feel better. And I know you want me to smile. Okay. So <laughs> leave us a wonderful review and we will read. We will, we will start back reading reviews. We've got some to read. Um, we just took a little break. Mm-hmm. So um, do that for us, please. That is the best way to help us out. Help us get some more visibility. And yeah. Um, I will say the other day I got in bed because I was like, it's night. And then I realized it's 8.47 because it's getting darker at night. So mm-hmm. this is a time to take vitamin D because mm-hmm. our bodies are shifting and not really understanding this I'm timing. I'm going to try it. Yeah. I took like one pill yesterday. I was like, I probably should take two because, I mean, it's weird. Like the numbers when it comes to vitamin D are based off of white bodies. But at the same time, I think once I take vitamin D consistently, I feel better as a human and I'm just not as thrown off by the timing and time zones and stuff like that. So take it. Take your vitamins. Drink your water. Yes. Take your meds. Yes. Um, Stop. People, wear a mask. That's right. Like, wear a mask. Um sunscreen wear your sunscreen i was gonna say stop um stopping your antidepressant because you feel better <laughs> it's a trick it's a trap okay keep taking it's your antidepressant <laughs> you it's a it. trap it's a trap okay it is a mind it is a jedi mind trick. Please <laughs> do not fall for it okay it happens to the best of us yes. it happens to me too me too um <laughs> And, you know, again, we just want to say thank you for tuning in. We hope we made you laugh, made your week a little bit lighter. And we will be here next week to do it all over again. Okay, bye. We love you guys. Bye. Big ass, big mouth, big fans, big house. Everything I do is big. Chilling that big the house. All I drop is big shit. Totally boys with creamy out. I pull up in that black thing. I do what that I roll out. Big bang, big tank, big bang.